dude, don't do it, please. You're healthy and don't need it. Do you know what's in it? Bad news. What are you talking about, Jimbo uh, Morrison? Give me some facts. I guess you're an anti-vax uh, guy. We're starting nice and early this morning because uh, I'm getting vaccinated for the COVID-19, man. I'm, uh, I, gotta, I actually got to leave this apartment in about, I don't know, like 45 minutes. So I'm one of the first to get the, the shot this morning here in New York City. We were supposed to be back at the beach by now. But uh, I got an appointment. Holy crap. I knew if I got to New York City, I could get uh, an appointment for the vaccination. Nine countries are stopping vaccines, Jimbo Morrison says. Why are you scaring me, Jimbo Morrison? Why are you doing that? Do it, Opie. It's a good idea. Uh, Rich Donovan got vaccinated two weeks ago. No side effects. You got the J&J? I'm going to get my microchip today. Yeah, it's microchip Monday on your home of rock and roll. That's a joke. People take this stuff very seriously. I don't think there's no microchips in the, in the, in the shot. Of course, I don't believe that. They already track us, you idiots. Through our phones, right? Yeah, it's a big empty room. My in-laws took it and can't taste their food and are always sick. Jimbo Morrison says, oh, my God, maybe I shouldn't have turned this on just before I go and get a, a vaccination shot for the coronavirus. I have to do it. I'm an older father. How old are you, uh, Jimbo Morrison? How old are you? Because I'm in my 50s now. I know I play young, but I'm in my 50s with young kids. I don't think I have a choice. I think if I was younger, I think if I was uh you know what? I'll go 15 years younger. I probably would skate. You're 40. You're 48. I got a few years on you, Jimbo. I got to get the hell out of New York City. It's so weird. It was a beautiful weekend here. And um, sad to say, we pretty much stayed in our apartment. Uh, the streets, the parks, everything was incredibly crowded. Everyone's wearing masks, but no one's really social distancing anymore. Oh, my God. Uh Opie is kind of a douche. <laughs> I mean, why would why am I kind of a douche? I don't think you're wrong. I think I am kind of a douche. <laughs> but Jesus, it's not even. It's six thirty-four here in New York City. I looked down at the comments. Opie's kind of a douche. What the fuck, dude? What are you doing, man? I mean, the only reason you know me is because I was a shock jock back in the day. So I guess that would qualify me for being a douche. Uh, people are wearing masks outside. People are wearing masks in the park. I was biking the last few days, loving my loops in the park. It's one of my favorite things to do in the entire world is to jump on my bike, preferably later in the day when all the farmers go home, all the tourists start walking out of the park and they're clueless that bikes are going by at 25, 30 miles an hour. They just walk across uh, the street. No clue in the, in the world, just looking up like, oh, look at all the tall buildings. I wonder if this is where John Lennon lived when he was alive. Is that the Ghostbusters house over there? Vroom, vroom, as bikes are flying by them. Missing them by inches. 
I heard Madonna lived somewhere around here and Conan O'Brien when he used to live in New York. I, I Maybe we should stop and ask somebody where these people lived. <laughs> Fucking idiots. His bikes are just nipping them. Every year there's like horrendous uh, bike crashes in, in uh, Central Park. Usually it's a it's a, an aggressive New York City biker who's dressed like Lance Armstrong and a stupid farmer that's not paying attention. And man, there's an impact that you can hear all the way down to Hell's Kitchen. And then everyone starts uh, doing the looky-loo thing. Oh my God, what do you think happened? I don't know. I can't really figure this out, but she looks like she's in bad shape. Oh my God. Guy incognito. Uh-oh, I'm gonna read this cold. Opie, I have to ask, what do you think Patrice would have made of all those uh, pandemic stuff, elections and all that? He seemed to me to be a contrarian by nature. Thoughts? Uh, I think he would have been tickled by uh, Mr. Trump, but he would not have liked Mr. Trump. Uh, I'm not sure if um, Patrice was a voter. I think he would have uh, broke down the pandemic coronavirus thing, but you know, Patrice had diabetes and he wasn't a healthy fella. So I think he would have taken the coronavirus very, very seriously, but he would have, he would have found all the sweet spots and he would have gave us a damn good beating about the whole fucking thing. One of the reasons why I loved him to death, he, he understood the bullshit of Washington and he understood the bullshit of politics. He would have taken uh, shots at both sides, which is so like refreshing. I said that recently on my Twitter. I want, I want to find more people that are against the whole system in general. I believe in America, but I think these assholes in Washington are fucking ruining it. And I just want to find more people that are uh, not rah, rah, rah for one party over the other. That's my goal now, I think. Uh, Jimbo Morrison, been a listener since 98. Stern said something about Opie and Anthony. I found you guys and never looked back. You know, I got, I got an interesting Stern story. So... Me and Anthony were literal nobodies up there in Boston, um, but we were making our way. We were building a a pretty huge following up there, but we weren't around. We weren't known around the country. And I guess um, Stern did a bit called uh, Black Jeopardy or something. And being radio show host, <clears throat> excuse me. There was some article in the paper about uh, minorities in Jeopardy. Maybe maybe the fact that they didn't really have a lot of minorities on uh, Jeopardy or something like that. So there's an article in the paper. And so uh, me and Anthony, being fucking hilarious and knowing how to entertain our audience, we're like, wait a minute, minorities, Jeopardy, bit written. And we did a quick bit on the, on the radio, right? And then some asshole that was a huge Stern fan in Boston, he uh, he sent the bit to Howard. We were nobodies. Like, like now everyone knows who Opie and Anthony are. Oh, my God. Every other podcaster is doing our show from 10 years ago. Holy fuck. Of course they know who we are. So some asshole sends it to Howard like, hey, these guys in Boston are ripping you off, Howard. And... Uh, I, I, I know I never heard of uh, Howard's bit Black Jeopardy and uh, I can't speak for Anthony, but even if that's the case, like we're radio guys, we're funny guys, we're entertaining our audience. Uh, there's an article in the paper, we went for it. I remember the bit being funny for the time, people seemed to like it, and for some reason Howard thought we were ripping him off, right? 
and he started talking about us. Do you know that my program director at WAAF, the only station that really rocks, like it, it, it was becoming a big deal that Howard was talking about us. This guy panicked and tried to tell me it was a bad thing that Howard Stern was talking about Opie and Anthony on his massively huge syndicated radio show. He's talking about these dopes up in Boston are, that are still trying to, you know, uh, build an audience and make a name for themselves. And this idiot of a PD was so nervous that Howard was mentioning us. He tried to sit me down or he pulled me aside and said, this is really, really bad. And you should spin out of this. I'm like, I ain't fucking spinning out of this. Hell fucking no. Like, what a fucking dope. I think the guy was scared of uh, success and our success. I'm like, this is a great thing. You know, because he was hurt in Boston as well. So now you got the biggest show in Boston talking about these guys in afternoon that are ripping him off. How this works is now a bunch of Howard Stern fans are going to go, let me listen to these fucking assholes and see what they're all about, these rip-off artists. And then they tune us in and we're being hilarious. And then guess what happens? We gain new fans. That's why it was a good thing that Howard was talking about us back in the day, you idiot. So, um, so it wasn't a bad thing that Howard was mentioning us uh, back in the day. And we weren't ripping off Howard Stern. Christ. I, for one, barely listened to the guy when I was coming up. Yeah, and that is true, uh, Tony Hubner. The reason why Howard yelled and screamed that everyone was ripping him off was because Howard Stern was ripping off radio shows. I think you guys know that if you study um, human nature. The person that's screaming uh, the loudest usually is the one that is guilty of the crime. You know, the like people that don't like gay people and they're on their high horse screaming and yelling about gay people. And then it turns out that uh, they were bad, bad boys. They were bad, bad boys when the mics and the, and the cameras were off. That's always been the case uh, through history. So when Howard was yelling and screaming that every show was ripping him off, and certainly there was a time where a whole bunch of people uh, definitely um, started doing Howard's style. Uh, you know, I can relate to that because then they started doing it to the Opie and Anthony show. But when he was yelling and screaming that he was being ripped off, it was a known fact that he was taking bits from Steve Dahl and uh, I'm trying to remember some of the fucking guys. There was a whole list of them. Uh, but he, he was absolutely guilty of um, uh, ripping off other radio shows. He was ripping off Robin's panties. Richard Cooper. Are you all right? You might need some coffee before you start uh, pushing that send button. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never understood. I never understood why Florentine went out with Robin. I gotta, I gotta be honest. But Florentine was in a weird place in his life. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta let him slide on that. But I always found that so weird. Why am I doing that? Robin's always been nice to me. She lives in that uh, building right there. See, that's why you tune these in. This is a little slow live stream. I'm very, very distracted. I just want to get the, the shot done. 
and wait the 15, 20 minutes, make sure I don't fall on the fucking floor, and then go about my day. Robin's always been nice to me. But it, it goes uh, to the to the point that I make on the latest episode of the OP Radio Podcast, uh, you know, the two-faced bullshit, because I, I'll see Robin in the neighborhood. It's been a few years. I can't, uh, you know, I can't over, uh, over-exaggerate this. It's been a, a few years, but... Uh, we kind of walk uh, the same path to our abodes, and every once in a while, I would walk with Robin, and she couldn't have been nicer. We're just chit-chatting, very, very small talk, but very, very nice. Someone, someone that is very, very pleasant. And then you know, and then she would go on the radio, and when Howard started his garbage about O and A, she would jump right in, and I'm like, I, I was just, I remember thinking to myself, I was just walking with her a week or two ago. And she thought I was very, very nice, and we were having a very, very nice conversation. And I know a lot of this is entertainment, but I think the one thing that I pride myself on is the fact that me and Anthony were always so god darn Gary Krasinski. Oh, wait, or is the God part the curse? Ah, man. Uh, Gosh darn. uh, We were very, very honest. We weren't going to be very. We weren't going to be uh, nice to your face and then trash you on the air. Unless I, I bet you there were a couple occasions we did do that. But in general, that was not our thing. Where's Anthony nowadays? Oh, Robert Heckler. How the fuck would I know? You do know we have very, very separate lives, right? I don't keep tabs on him, right? I actually blocked him on all social media because of all the dumb shots he was taking at me. Could you imagine? You fast forward a whole bunch of years and you're actually blocking the guy that you did a hugely successful radio show with. Can you imagine that? I had to block him. So I honestly don't know what he's up to. And uh, once again, now we're pushing close to seven years that I haven't even um, seen him. Literally haven't seen him. And I got mad because I, I was, uh, I'll probably put it up on the Facebook page, uh, but it's been out there for a while. Um, I had to listen to um, the first phone call we did after not talking for over two years. And it just pisses me off because there was no reason whatsoever at that point in time for Anthony to go back to hating. None whatsoever. Uh, We had our issues. I started a new show. I decided uh, the new show should start with uh, taking a phone call from Ann. It went very, very well. And then we did another, I don't know, five or six phone calls after that. And it was going very, very well, even though we still had our issues. But that could easily have led to something. And then he went, uh, he turned on a dime and went back to hating me. And then the hate really fucking ramped up uh, and continues to this day. And I was listening to that first call on it's just too bad because the ONA brand is worth, I'm not going to lie to you, millions and millions of dollars. And, uh, you know, here we sit uh, with not even a possibility of uh, ever doing anything again. So it's, it's kind of sad. I think doing the show on a regular basis was absolutely over. But with those phone calls, it, it did show that we could keep the brand going somehow, some way. But that's uh, that's history now, man. Oh, God, number one, what are you doing? Opie, would you be open to do the Chip Chipperson podcast without Ed? No. No. Why would it? Well, no. Why would I do that? 
I think it, I honestly, I know Chip Chipperson, Jim Norton's uh, fucking uh, cartoon podcast does very, very well, but I, I, I'm embarrassed for Jimmy that that's where he decided to take his career. God, I wouldn't do that. No. And I know that sounds weird because now people go, well, he, he, he has way more views than you do on YouTube. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But I'm, I'm embarrassed for him. That whole thing is really embarrassing. And, and it's one reason why the ONA show fucking got ruined. When Jimmy started obsessing about his characters and had a fucking... Um, put him in pretty much everything we were doing at every single possible moment he could squeeze in those voices he did. But if you like listening to that or watching it, God bless you, but I'm not gonna be a part of it. I really do think it's it's very, very embarrassing. Ooh, Paris Hilton calls. She wants to do a show with you, Ope. Ooh, ooh, vapid and the dope in the morning. Pew, pew, pew. A pew, pew, pew. Ann said some dumb shit yesterday about backstage at ONA about you and Trace Morgan that you was nervous. What an ass. Yeah, I, I was very, very nervous on the virus tours. I also knew we had to go out in front of, uh, at sometimes 15,000 people, and me and Anthony didn't like each other or got along. So it was, it was a very uncomfortable situation, to say the fucking least. Anthony was working against me uh, many, many years before uh, the whole thing blew up. Many, many years he was working against me. And at any chance he got, he was working against me, which is, I find incredibly, like, sick, considering how massively huge we were. Uh, that's the point, Oh, Chip being embarrassing, that's the joke, number one. No, I, but yeah, but I'm embarrassed for not Chip. I'm embarrassed for uh, Jim Norton, number one. I understand how things work. Like I said, if you like it, I'm, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't really care what, what people watch or listen to. If you enjoy it, God bless you. But I think it's incredibly embarrassing for Jim Norton, the man. I understand that that's the whole take on the podcast. Write a book, James Shaver says. I blew the book deal a long time ago. Me and Anthony had a massive book deal, uh, early days of Sirius XM. Uh, it was for seven figures for each guy. This is the truth. And um, all of a sudden the company and my agent got together and basically said, if you write a book at Trash Howard, you pretty much might they were hinting, but might not have a job here anymore. My, uh, my agent, he's like, uh, well, you guys could still write a book. I'm like, how do we write a book without, without talking about the Howard Stern shit? He put us through hell and back. So long story short, I said, nope. I said, nope to a, a seven figure deal. Uh, I believe Anthony was on the same page that day. He said, nope. We basically said no to a million fucking dollars because they wanted us to write a book without talking about Howard Stern. Can you imagine? The book deal sort of went away or the numbers uh, for that book kept dropping uh, year after year dramatically. So, oh, guy incognito. Hey, Jason, I'm not an idiot. I get it. But Opie thought I was calling him a racist when, to be fair, he always tried to keep things civil when Ant was saying wild shit. Yeah, that's true, guy.
I, I, I didn't know what the fuck I stepped into. That was definitely, um, that definitely was not the show I wanted to be doing, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I lost control of that show, uh, before that. And then that show became very, very, uh, right wing, a lot of gun talk, a lot of racist issues in America, a lot of Obama hate. I remember thinking like if, if we started at six or seven, depending, because we moved our hours, I knew I didn't have to do shit for the first hour because I knew Anthony was just going to go off on all this crazy ass shit. And I fucking hated it. And he was good at it. Yes, he was, but it wasn't what I signed up for. And I understand when you do a show with somebody for a very, very long time, things certainly will change. Uh, but unfortunately, that change I was not on board for whatsoever. He probably should have left years before he did and started up uh, that conservative talk shit. He probably would have been very, very successful at it. But I fucking hated it. And I remember a day, uh, you know, me and Jimmy weren't getting along either, but either, excuse me. But I remember the day he brought in a discussion on eugenics. He was, he, he believed in the whole eugenics thing. And then uh, me and Jimmy looked at each other like, holy fuck, we're going to get, I think Jimmy was thinking the same thing. Like I, we could get fired for this. And God, no, I didn't read Anthony's book. People are like, how do you, how, how do you sit there? and not read his book. I don't know, I just simply didn't. I had no desire to read Anthony's book. I, I know he trashed me a lot in it, because uh, people told me, but I had no desire to read it. Uh, if you didn't get on Twitter and say those things and not get fired, you think you all would still be together, Jimbo Morrison? Um, we probably would have been together in some, some form. Do you think Harry the Hater was embarrassing in retrospect, uh, number one? Not at all. It was one of the characters I did. I kind of like doing it still. But I didn't, I, I didn't throw away my, my entire career to try to do Harry Hater. That's my whole point. And I'm here to say that when Jimmy would uh, throw in his characters here and there, I did like it. It's when he started obsessing about uh, his characters and threw it into every single little thing we did to make everybody uncomfortable and stop the flow of a radio show. Yeah, I was fucking frustrated by all that. If others weren't, so be it. But I could only talk for myself. I was very, very frustrated by that. And in my opinion, I don't think it was uh, the smartest thing for the, the radio show. Others would probably say differently. So, you know, good for them. So it wasn't like I hated his characters. I hated what they became. We'd be having a, a damn decent conversation with somebody, and then all of a sudden he just threw in like this, this, the chip or somebody else or Uncle Paul, and everyone would just have to stop. And then some people would, that didn't have to like be actually on the air, they'd be laughing because they were like, oh, that's fucking weird and uncomfortable and just completely stopped everything. And at times, sure, that 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 worked, but when he was doing it over and over again, it was a fucking nightmare, to be honest with you. All right, look, I gotta get vaccinated. It's my turn, um, and hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll be back to the ocean. If that's the case, I, I wanna try to turn this on again later on this afternoon. Um, I got merch, opiradio.com, some new shirts. The canceled t-shirt's doing very, very well, and the other one is doing okay is also, which is canceled cancel culture. Check them out at opiradio.com. All right, I got to go, though. I got to go get vaccinated. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bring it up to speed. Hang on, everybody. Hang on.
and just like that, we are back at the ocean. Uh, Rachel's asking, "How's the microchip lamp shop?" Yeah, I got my. Uh, oh, you can't even you can't even joke about that. I got my uh, my first shot of the vaccination yesterday. A lot of people are very very mad that I got vaccinated. Very very mad. Why would you do that? They say. We live in a very, very strange world. Um, as you know, I went to the, the city for a week, a little over a week. We, um, we put my daughter back in school. Um, I mean, she's been in school, but uh, in-person learning, I guess they call it, right? And, uh, and then uh, as the week was going on, I was talking to some of the mommies, and one of the mommies said, you're, you, you're not vaccinated yet? Here's a link. I clicked on that damn link. And uh, to my surprise, they gave me a, an appointment right away. And I, I had none of the things. I had none of the things you check off. None of them. And uh, I was suspicious because, you know, my age group isn't uh, being vaccinated yet. Uh, but now it makes sense because New York City just opened it up today for 50 plus. So and I went to the Javits Center on my electric scooter yesterday. And uh, I looked at the Army man. And I said, can I bring my scooter in? And he looked at me like I had two heads. Like, no one is asking to bring their electric scooters in here. And then I said, well, uh, can the army man over there watch my scooter while I get vaccinated? And he was very, very confused by the whole thing. Whoa. Very confused. But uh, they, they watched my scooter, my electric scooter, the army men. And then, man, was it organized. It was very, very creepy how organized it was. It's like follow the yellow arrow and then you check in. You got the barcode on your phone. And then uh, stupid me, I would have been out of there. Uh, what a boring loser. Oh, my God. Why are you doing this, Patrick Michael? This isn't boring, you idiot. <laughs> why do I piss people off so much? Why is it that I can piss off people so easily all these years later? Why is that? Don't answer the question, you son of a bitch. Uh, you mad lefty liberal. Damn. I'm a, wait, I'm a, uh, I'm a lefty liberal now? Oh my goodness, dude. How is that possible? All right, anyway. So then I followed the yellow arrows. Uh, then I was stupid enough to say, well, I got some allergies. And then they put me on another like line but the whole line moved really really fast and i had to talk to a nurse about my allergies and at one point she wanted me to describe my allergies and i said well i'm allergic to trees and grass and dogs and cats and they're like well none of that stuff is in the vaccine she was getting annoyed i go well what about stone fruits i'm allergic to apples and she goes well what happens when you eat apples i'm like you all right if you want to hear this and uh, I go, well, I get explosive diarrhea. She goes, will you just follow that army man? So she didn't really want to hear about my explosive diarrhea, which was kind of a bummer for the kid. So then I followed another army man, and I sat down. At this point, I was in the Javits Center for less than um, 15 minutes, tops. Sat down. A nice lady was talking to me. She asked me my birthday. I said May 23rd. And she goes, oh, my God, that's my birthday. I'm like, well, then I'm in good hands. And then um, 
they're babbling. What do you do? And I go, I don't do anything. I used to be somebody. Oh, really? And then I was trying to explain that I used to be somebody. Then they didn't really care. <laughs> they didn't care at all. And then the lady's like, do you give me permission to give you uh, your first vaccination shot? I'm like, well, if your birthday's on May 23rd, I do. And she's like, oh, my God. Ah, she's laughing. <laughs> what a dumb, stupid joke. But she went for it. And then they, they did the shot. And then uh, you sit in this giant room just watching this clock. Because I guess if you don't drop after 15 minutes, you're good. You can just go home. So I'm just, like, looking at the clock, hoping I don't, like, pass out or anything as I wait for my 15 minutes to be up. And uh, nothing happened. And then I, uh, I said, thank you, Army man. Because there were Army men all over the place. And then I got my scooter and I got the hell out of there. I was kind of bummed I, uh, I have to go back for the second shot. Shot, 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 shot. But I got my first shot. I'm very happy about it. What's up, Pat Duffy? Good morning. I was just watching some YouTube video with you from your Gore Mountain trip. That's how I started my day, Pat Duffy. Watching you have a good time skiing and snowboarding and, and whatever, whatever else you guys are doing up there. <sighs> Type yes if you think Opie's better than Ant at radio and podcasting. I don't compete with Ant. He's not in my fucking life. I don't give a fuck if he's the greatest fucking broadcaster of all time. I don't give two shits about that. And I know you're probably trying to be nice, but uh, I don't compete with the guy. Thank God. Thank God. Chuck Glenn, any headaches? That was my only side effect. Uh, I'll tell you what my, my side effect was. Um, incredible tiredness. But then again, when I was in the city, I was working out a lot. I was doing loops in the park with my bike, which is one of my favorite things to do in the entire world, believe it or not, is to get on my bike, usually after the farmers go home and the park starts clearing out as the sun's kind of starting to go down. And uh, you do one full loop. It's like, uh, oh, shit, I forgot. I think it's like seven miles with uh, a lot of hills. It's a great workout and a lot of fun, a lot of people watching and stuff. So I did a lot of those loops while I was in the city, and it's the most I've moved in uh, over a year. And then I got the shot yesterday, and I came home, and I was fucking tired, man. And they said one of the side effects was that you, you could get really, really tired and get one of the best night's sleeps of your life. And I'm thinking, yeah, but what, what if it's the type of tired where you don't fucking wake up? So you're a little paranoid by that. But also, as soon as I got the shot, we uh, we packed up the car and we um, we headed back here to my my happy place, the goddamn ocean. So I got a sore arm, a little bit. You felt hungover, Todd? Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, I'm very, very happy I did it. And I, I posted a goofy little picture um, on my socials about it, joking about the bill. Gates microchip angle, which obviously is not true whatsoever. I said, now that I have this thing, I, uh, I don't need Google Maps anymore. And people are like, oh, my God. <laughs> They're laughing and stuff. But, you know, obviously all that's BS. Yeah, I got the Pfizer. It's kind of fun when you go to the Javits Center because they don't really tell you what you're going to get until the last minute. And then they go, okay, so we're going to give you the first shot of the Pfizer vaccination. Jimbo Morrison, I'm still here. Jimbo was very worried about this. What's up, Hope? Wish you would have gotten the J&J &J one shot. 
I saw your merch channel. We'll be getting a couple shirts. Ballsy shirts. Three channels and two genders. LOL. Is that t-shirt up there? It's for the older people out there that just need a little time to uh, assimilate to the new world we live in. So it's a joke shirt that basically says, I come from a time of three channels and two genders. That's all. Just trying to have a little fun with, uh, with the older the older audience that just needs a little time to kind of catch up. That's all. Uh, yeah, Max, you're right. Uh, what I don't understand is why does it matter if someone gets a vaccine or not? It's a personal choice. What's good for one might not be good for another. Worry about you. Yeah, I, I think everyone should get vaccinated, but I'm, I'm not a doctor or a scientist. But in my little circle, in my little family, you know, we've all been doing our research and we decided, you know what? We should get this done, especially because I'm a, an older father with very young kids. And this guy was like, do you even know what you're doing by getting a, a vaccination shot and then trying to say all the stuff that will happen or what's in the shot? Most of that is uh, conspiracy crap, right? And then I want to write the guy back. I, I want to write. I got to do this like carefully. I want to write. I'm an older gentleman that stayed up one night with a Madonna wannabe doing a lot of, uh, you know, a lot. And then I was playing Joshua Tree all night long, praying that I would see the sunrise. So why would I be worried about getting vaccinated? And I don't do any of that crap anymore. It's been many, 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 God, I have to see, say uh, decades at this point. Yeah, exactly, Steve Daly. Cement dust lunch bags. Yeah, I used to carry my my lunch in a in an old cement bag. Not a lot. I don't want to exaggerate, but it certainly more than once. I would I would put that at uh, a few times. But you, you know what's in cement dust? And that and my stupid apple with the bruise was rolling around in the cement dust, and all I did was just wipe it on my probably stupid. Whoop, my corduroys as I'm walking down the hall. Nothing says cool like this noise. And the Wonder Bread shoes. Oh, Chico. I dreamed of having Wonder Bread shoes. We were so poor. How poor were you? One haircut a year and one pair of sneakers a year. You are a joke. Oh, my God. This guy thinks I'm a joke. I don't know what to do with that comment. <laughs> I'm a joke, people. He's gone. They pop up like, you know, whack-a-moles. And then, uh, you know, and then they get really mad if you block them. So that guy will be back. Um, and uh, one pair of sneakers that we had to wear the entire year. So, you know, you're a kid. The, the, the holes come uh, quickly and often. And then when the winter months roll around, you only have your sneakers. So what this guy's referring to is uh, the Wonder Bread uh, shoes or whatever, or Wonder Bread sneakers. I would put uh, plastic bags on my feet and slide them into my sneakers with the holes. But we weren't rich enough. We were too poor to have Wonder Bread. I told you when we used to go to our friends' houses for what, what is now known as play dates, yeah, we also come from a time where our parents just dropped us off at our friends' houses, and that was it. And then you just stayed there all day, 
and then they picked you up in time for dinner. It was like some deal the mothers made. Like, all right, it's my turn. You get some peace and quiet, and I'll 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 take your kids in after school until dinner time, so you can fucking breathe. When we used to go to our friends' houses, they had the Wonder Bread, and uh, you know, having a nice sandwich after school on Wonder Bread was just delightful. We never had Wonder Bread in our in our house. It was the uh, very thinly uh, sliced Pepperidge Farm bread, thinly sliced because it wasn't a big seller, so it was uh, it was cheap. It was fucking cheap. So we used the Pepperidge Farm bags on our on our feet to try to keep us from uh, you know getting pneumonia from being out in the in the slush in the winter time try to keep our our feet dry with the bags chuck taylor's are you crazy rj enters i didn't see a name brand until i was in my uh easily in my 20s chuck taylor's this guy's insane Oh my God! I couldn't even tell you the first name brand I ever bought. I think I I broke down and and cried. I I think I dropped to my knees and cried the first time I had a name brand anything. I told you guys it's hard to find now, but if you Google it, um, we used to uh, get all our groceries uh, from the no frills aisle. God, my my left leg fell asleep. Oh my God, I might have to stretch for a second. Oh, it's it's asleep. Do you still water down your orange juice? I sure do, my friend. So um, we uh, we would get all our, our groceries in the no frills section. And uh, no joke, I bet you there's only a couple people out there that are old enough to remember this shit. Well, you have to be old enough and poor enough back in the day. But everything was a, a white label. So it would just say peas on a white label or whatever. And then they had knockoff uh, cereal that was, instead of Frosted Flakes, it was like Frosted, uh, I don't know, Frosted Dangs. Yeah, I think one of them was called Frosted Dangs. But look it up online for yourself. And our cupboard was just filled with everything with a white label. Now, I'm not mocking my, uh, my mom on that one because she tried her hardest, man. She had seven, eight, nine kids in the house. And, you know, she had to make ends meet. So... There was no way she could buy the regular stuff for seven, eight, nine kids. So she cut corners wherever she could. Thus, then the the apples with the bruises in them because you you got a little discount uh, with all the fruit that was kind of going bad. So we had a lot of fruit that was kind of going bad in our house. Our bananas were always very ripe when they came into the house. And then the guy asked if I watered down my orange juice. Yeah, to this day, because my mom would, uh, you know, she would get orange juice. We come from a time where they said orange juice was actually good for you. Look it up. A lot of uh, nutritionists will tell you uh, most orange juices, you might as well just have a soda. That is a fact, but we didn't know that back then. And then um, she would take like a half gallon of orange juice and, and make it into a gallon. A gallon. It was half and half. Half water, half orange juice. So to this day, when we get orange juice, I, I do put a little water in it because that's how I like it. The worst was the uh, the powdered milk. I don't even know if this is around anymore because it was so god awful. I don't I, I don't know if they even could sell it anymore. But it was just dried milk, and then you add the water to it. It was terrible. And then you know there there was always a half gallon of regular milk there, and when no one was looking, you would try to squeeze a, you know, a little bit on your cereal with the dried milk to try to make that taste better. 
Sounds like prison orange juice. Someone tweeted like the old school orange juice can where it was frozen and you had to like use a can opener and then you push the can opener lid down a little bit to try to get to the uh, the frozen orange juice and then you would try to like remove all of that from the the can and throw it in a pitcher and water and mix it up and that's how we made orange juice growing up. A lot of you guys know that one at least. But that's, uh, that's stupid orange juice can to this day. Um, I almost lost my left thumb because I was pushing down on the on the lid that was just uh, you know uh, opened by the can opener and it's razor sharp and I pushed down the wrong way and sliced my my thumb pretty much in half and to this day all these years later I still have a very significant scar on my left uh, my left thumb. You should stick with Tang. Did you not listen to me ten minutes ago? We dreamed of having Tang in our house. Jenna, all oh, these privileged people on my live stream. You should have stuck with Tang. I could honestly say we never bought one thing of Tang for our household. That was another one of those things when you went to somebody else's house, uh, they had the Tang and you would just drink it and start weeping <laughs> at how good it was. Tang, the drink of astronauts. That's right. You can look up a, a clip on the YouTube, and there's an astronaut, and he was caught on a live mic farting. He was blaming it on the Tang. Okay, and I sure think it's paying off. You guys did an outstanding job. I got the forks again. I got them again, Charlie. I mean, I haven't eaten this much citrus fruit in 20 years. And I'll tell you one thing. In another 12 fucking days, I ain't never eaten any more. I put them up over the, right up in there. They ain't there? Oh, shit. Orion, Houston? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, Don, you already have my hot mic. How long have we had that? Luigi, do you own a, yes, I own a gun. Yes. We have a, we have a gun problem in America. Oh, my God, he's going there, Harry. Harry, get over here. He's going to talk about guns in America. Yes, we have a gun problem in America, but we're also completely incapable of trying to figure it out. So I think the solution, unfortunately, is going to be to just keep buying more guns. Of course we have a gun problem in America, and that will get people fired up. But I'm also the guy that'll tell you that, uh, that we will never solve the gun problem in America. We have a bunch of dummies in Washington. They can't figure that out. Do you think they're going to figure that out? Get the fuck out of here. Where it makes everybody happy? No. Jenna with the amen Oh, Thank you. Because when you have these mass shootings, what happens is everyone just digs in. Dig, 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 dig. You're not thinking my goddamn guns. Dig, 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 dig. I think they should ban all guns. Dig, 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 dig. And then nothing, uh, nothing changes. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing changes. Now, I don't think I'm old, Michelle, but uh, I've lived, I lived long enough to see all, all sorts of dramatic changes in my, in my life. We're talking about two of them uh, right here today, right here, right now. That's why if I lose all my money and uh, it's certainly looking that that's the direction I'm going in and that, oh boy, will that make the haters happy. I've lived most of my life without having any money, so... I don't really give a fuck as long as my my uh, my family's happy and my kids are happy. That's all I give a fuck about. 
So in my lifetime, getting back to that point, I went from extremely poor to extremely rich to, you know, trying to hold on to some things. And also, I, I also was, uh, was that guy that didn't give uh, a worry in the world about anything when I was younger. And now, you know, now I worry and I'm on the side of uh, let's do the right thing and try to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Steve and C. See, this is, uh, this is the craziest. Opie took the vax for a virus with a 99.5% recovery rate. I sure did. And I don't even know if that number is right there, Stephen C. I sure did. Why does that bother you? I guess it bothers me that people are not getting um, vaccinated. So I guess we can relate on some kind, some type of level here. But you know what? I also realized that I guess in the end, that's your choice, right? I'm not going to follow you and try to find your live stream and go, why aren't you getting vaccinated? <laughs> Jimbo Morrison, you leaving us? Got to go weld uh, on this truck. Love you, man. Stay cool. Thank you, Jimbo Morrison. I like seeing your uh, your name pop up every morning. You're one of the newer people. I love seeing, uh, you know, the regulars like the Crumb Bomb and the Brian Parnas and the Benjamin Tucker and the Jeffrey Geis and the Rachel and the Milt Miranda. Those are names just popping up that I know. It bothers me because they use the virus to lick us up. I don't know what lick us up means, Stephen C. It mostly affects the elderly and, elderly and Cuomo-filled senior homes. Yeah, well, uh, you know, first of all, oh, my God. Dude, I, you don't know anyone that died from this thing? The virus does not affect anyone really under 60. That is not true. I know two people under 60 that died of the coronavirus. That's just not true. If you're under 60 and if you get the coronavirus, uh, see, I can't even quote uh, quote facts. I know, I know. In general, this affects older people way more. I, I get all that, but do you have any old people in your life? Do you, you don't give a fuck about them? Is that what it is? There's, uh, there's, there's, there were, I should say, a bunch of older people in my life that God, if they were alive, especially, I would be doing everything I can to keep them safe. Yeah, the whole this whole thing was a fucking drag. But God, am I the only one that really gives a shit about older people? Although I do have to say, I'm telling you, that's why you gotta check out my live streams because you know there are people out there that just are laser focused with their point, and they don't want to veer off at all. So Stephen, I'm gonna actually be on your side a little bit. I could speak for my dad and his VFW hall buddies. Would they have gotten vaccinated if they could? Yes, they would have. But would they have lived their lives not scared of this thing? Oh, my God. Yes, they would have. These guys, I love talking about these guys. There was a group of them. Uh, my dad used to hang out at the um, the BFW Hall in Kings Park uh, out here on Long Island. He loved going there pretty much a couple days a week, and he hung out with his uh, his buddies. It made me very, very happy that he had a little crew of guys. They were all uh, they were all old. At the time, my dad was going there. He was in his late 60s, early 70s. He only made it to 74 years old. But the guys at the VFW Hall were definitely a lot older than my dad at the time. They were all in their 80s, early 80s, late 70s, whatever. Um, those guys lived their lives and didn't give two shits about anything. They all had terrible cancer they were fighting and they would just drink and make fun of each other make fun of each other's cancers like 
it was such an eye opener going there as a as a younger gentleman. Such an eye opener. They weren't scared to death, and they joked their their way all the way to the grave. So I can speak for my dad and his crew at the Kings Park of VFW Hall. Uh, at this point, pretty much all of them are gone. All of them. That's crazy to think. Oh my God! I would stop in when I worked at like WBAB. So this is a million years ago. To think all those guys are definitely gone now is like, wow, that tugs on the heartstrings. But those guys were absolutely awesome. And it was such a great life lesson to, you know, to live your life to the fullest. And those guys certainly did. Uh, your dad was in the military? Hell yeah, he was. He was in the Navy. He flew over um, the Capitol for one of the inaugurations back in the day. I posted the pictures on my uh my uh, Facebook, I, I posted it all over the place. Maybe I can find those pictures again. But, oh, I forgot who was being inaugurated. But my dad was like the official Navy photographer. And he's got uh, crowd shots as uh, this president was being uh, inaugurated. Oh, my God, I forgot which one. Shit. One of my siblings is watching this right now. They're yelling at their screen. Idiot. Uh, yeah, but I, my dad didn't see a lot of action. He was in the Navy around the time where we were sort of, uh, you know, in between all sorts of shit. Nothing wrong with a heated discussion, LOL. Steven C., 100%, man. I got to pride myself on this. I I'm not looking for an audience that just agrees with what I say and do. I'm not looking for that. There's plenty of shows that do that. They just want an audience that completely agrees with them. And that's that. I've never been that guy. I mean, you know, I got exhausted by the Trump stuff and didn't want to fucking talk about Trump 24 hours a day, I'll be honest with you. But I'm already beating up Biden. I beat up Trump pretty good. I'm already starting to beat up Biden. New York City stinks. Tired of this cesspool. Eaton Burke. Eton, excuse me. Eton Burke. I, I, I'm with you, man. It was weird. Way out here, people are just nice. You go into town to get some things done and someone just says uh, hi to you and you go, what do you want? You're not used to people just being nice. In New York City, if someone approaches you, they just want something. You learn that very quickly living in New York City. Oh, this person's coming up and just saying, hey, hi, how are you? And you're like, oh boy, what do they want? <laughs> so you're kind of shell-shocked when you live way out here on Long Island and you go to town and uh, people are nice, you're like... You want to scream in their face, what do you want? But they don't want anything. They're just like, hey, what's up? You're a human. I'm a human. Let's uh, interact for a minute or two. Benjamin Tucker says, have to punch out. Got to jump in the shower. Have a nice day, all. You know what? If Benjamin Tucker's tapping out, then so am I. Boo, 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 boo. boo. <laughs> <laughs>